Hey, this is your host Andres, and I welcome you to Where You Listening, an exploration of blackness in the songs we love. Today, we'll be listening to Africa Teja Querida, Africa, Dear Motherland, by Paulo Flores. Paulo Flores is a gifted Angolan singer and composer born in Luanda, Angola's capital, in 1972. Soon after the Angolan independence, his mom and grandparents moved to Lisbon, Portugal, bringing three-year-old Paulo with them. Despite growing up abroad, Paulo maintained a strong connection with Angola, spending his summer vacations back in Luanda. Paulo eventually relocated back to Angola in 1999 around his 27th birthday. In his 33-year-long career, he has created 18 albums, becoming a household name of Angolan music. Among his most iconic albums are Sasasa from 1990, Corazón Farrapo, Icharri, 1991, and Tunde Mungil from 1992. Paulo's music and worldview were heavily influenced by his late father, the famous nightlife Angolan DJ Kabe, whose large collection of Angolan and foreign music helped shape Paulo's musical taste. Paulo started his musical career early on, launching his first album, Capuete Camundanga, at the young age of 16, under the production of Eduardo Paim. The song Cherry in this album became a protagonist in the beginnings of the Kisomba rhythm. Paulo himself relates the creation story of the Kisomba rhythm in an interview for Afropop Worldwide. He says, I quote, When I went to Luanda to record my first album, they, Eduardo Paim and other musicians, were starting to develop that new musicality, inspired by Suk from the Antilles. But they had our instruments and our own bass way of doing things. Ruka Bandunem was the guy who had the electronics, and then I had, I guess, the lyrics and the melodies." End quote. Together with Eduardo Paim, considered by many to be one of the key forefathers of Kisomba music, Paulo Flores and Ruka Bandunem are part of the pioneers and architects of Kisomba as a music genre, which would rise to become a movement across Portuguese-speaking Africa, the Palops, and eventually in Europe, Asia, and the Americas. Although his first albums were mainly focused on Kisomba, Paulo's interest in recovering and recentering the musicality of Angola led him to shift his musical career towards the more traditional Angolan rhythm known as Semba. An example of this shift is the album Canta Meu Semba of 1996. Since the redirection of his musical creativity, Paulo's work has largely focused on Semba, recording classic songs but also creating his own. Interestingly, Paulo's voice is also said to have changed noticeably over the years. You can find evidence of the change, for example, by comparing the song Porque Chora Pio Pio in Sasasa from 1990 with Ngila Ia in Independencia of 2021. Paulo has played a key role reviving Angola's dance and music. He is sometimes known as the poet of Semba because his lyrics are notable and not only for their poetic nature, but also for their close relationship with the living experiences of the Angolan people, their hardships and their hopes, their ability to resist, their music, 
and their dance. In the same interview with Afropop Worldwide, Paolo declared, I quote, I can sing other genres, but when I sing Semba, I feel like I am really myself. End quote. In Africa Terra Querida, Paulo displays his poetic lyricism with a candid, melancholic description of various situations that depict life in the African continent and in Angola in particular, ranging from the relationship with elders to interactions between neighbors to the extremely popular game of soccer the sport of the masses. Let's listen. For this episode, we are very fortunate to have Rui Jassi Morasen to fix my broken Portuguese translation and to contextualize the song. Roy is a project manager in the oil and gas industry and he is also the founder of the University of Kisomba, a non-profit educational initiative that aims to promote Angola at large, preserving its culture and the essence of its dances. Roy's work focuses on the importance of understanding the socio-cultural dynamics associated with Kisomba. And listen y'all, When I say we're fortunate to have Rui, I really mean it, because Rui himself interviewed Paulo Flores just last year. You can find the interview in the University of Kisomba's Facebook page. We've put a link in the sources for this episode. Really check it out, because that interview is gold. Aquela de cota forte, aquele jeito raçudo, a gente que vem do norte, os damos que ficam mudos, aquela cubata antiga, aquela antiga esperança no vazio da barriga, no olhar de uma criança. That strong elder, that tough demeanor, that tough attitude, those who come from the north, the dudes who are silent, that old cubata that ancient hope in the empty stomach in the look of a child well um, in these lines uh, that you just heard uh, there's a couple of words from the Kimbundu language that uh, require some explanation um, you know Dikota refers to someone who's highly respected in the community you know not only for age but mostly for your wisdom you know someone who is a counselor within a family or community Usually, even in rural areas, um, but even in urban settings, you know, um, uh, a cota, shortened for the cota, is you know, someone people, the one who people look up to as a source of you know, common sense and wisdom, and someone who helps folks make sound decisions. Um, We also heard the word cubata, uh, that simply refers to a small. You know, a humble hut, uh, usually built of very cheap materials of construction, 
like play um, and typically for families living in rural villages. Um, I believe Paolo here, you know, he's just setting the scenario so that his audience can, you know, visualize what's going to happen next as he's telling the story. Um, i.e. is painting the physical setting, uh, the sights, the sounds, the smells, um, you know, is placing us all in the Africa of his memories. I think more importantly, he's also placing us in his home, um, you know, not only literally, but figuratively. Uh, and home will always be home, you know, no matter how hard life is uh, over there, you know, in, in Africa and even, in, you know, most developing countries, home is always home. You know, as he said, despite the empty stomach, you know, um, despite the sad look in the eyes of a hungry child, despite the poor living conditions in the hut. Africa, O beloved motherland, O Africa, O motherland Angola. Uh, I think nothing much to add here, really. Uh, the word should be, um, you know, self-explanatory in all languages, I hope. <laughs> um, it's very much expressing love for the motherland, you know, and Africa is known to be the cradle of humanity. Um, so, you know, it's... Oh, beloved motherland, uh, oh, motherland Angola. E aquele sujeito magro atrevido, com seu jeito bangão, de quem sabe tudo. Hum? Chega na casa do outro, não. Chora, chora, entra logo, não faz cerimônia. E no quintal uma velha tia batendo funge Com a mão na cabeça suspira cansada E ele de pronto se presta a ajudar Pega num banco pra gota bancar Pega num grigo e bate com gozo E nem dá tempo para recusar Uma bitola te vinha calhar O amigo tá O dono da casa fica em brasa e diz que tem que ser ela a bater. Hum. Mas uma dia não desarma, bate uma calma, diz que não tem problema nenhum. Ah, ah, tia, traz mais um prato que chegou mais um. E aquele sujeito magro atrevido, com seu jeito pangão de quem sabe tudo, chega na casa do outro na hora, chora, chora, entra logo, não faz cerimônia. E no quintal, uma velha tia batendo funge, com a mão na cabeça suspira cansada. E ele de pronto se presta a ajudar, pega num banco para cota bancar, pega num guico e bate com um gunzo, 
e nem dá tempo para recusar uma bitola até vinha calhar. O amigo, o tal do dono da casa, fica em brasa e diz que tem que ser ele a bater, mas o Madia não desarma. Bate uma calma, diz que não tem problema nenhum. Ah, ah, tia, traz mais um prato, que chegou mais um. And that cheeky slim guy, with the swag of someone who knows it all, arrives at someone else's house right at lunchtime, groans and complains, and then enters the house unceremoniously, and in the backyard, an old auntie making fungi. With a hand on her head, she sighs, tired, and he promptly offers to help, gets a stool for her to sit down, grabs an unguiku and stirs the fungi vigorously, and doesn't give her time to refuse. A beer would actually come in handy. The friend, the owner of the house, gets upset and says he's gotta be the one stirring. But the dude doesn't let go, keeps stirring calmly and says that everything's okay. Hey, hey, auntie, bring another plate as we have one more guest. Um, here, Paulo, uh, he's reminiscing, you know, um, and trying to paint again, you know, the, the aspects of gathering in Angolan families around the table in a typical Saturday afternoon, you know, which is a day that almost everybody has Fungi for lunch, uh, you know, the slim guy that shows up uninvited at lunchtime. Um, you know, it's a character that Paulo creates to, I believe, personify the lack of formality in most African social environments. Unlike in the Western world, uh, you know, in this particular contest, you know, there's no need for, you know, a written invite uh, for lunch. There's no need for RSVPs in advance no pomp, no protocol, you know, the stuff that usually is required, um, that we do require usually here in the Western world, where, you know, there's much more uh, processes and procedure before you're showing up at someone's house or, or at uh, an, uh, an event of whatever nature. Uh, on the other hand, um, you know, the last minute guest, he understands also that one of the most fundamental premises of economics is there are no free lunches, right? Um, and that's why he quickly identifies, you know, a way to quote unquote pay for his lunch. Um, that is, you know, he puts in the physical labor that is required for one to make smooth, flawless fungi. You know, if you go on YouTube uh, or any, you know, social media and try to look for videos of people making phones you see that requires you know ngunzu you know that physical strength that stamina to make the fungi you know be completely um smooth and looking good so by providing help to the old lady in the kitchen uh he eventually wins the heart of the owner of the house um thereby he also ensures you know that there will be a good atmosphere amongst all guests at the, at the table at the lunch table that is being set i.e., you know, hey, hey, I paid my dues, so to speak. Uh, so I earned my spot or my seat at this table. Um, you know, we can also hear in this section of the song or the lyrics uh, several word, words that require some explanation. You know, we can start with fungi. Uh, fungi is Angola. For some of you guys who are somewhat familiar with African food, or in particular West African food, 
uh, Fungi's, you know, Angola's own fufu. You guys might be, some of you might be familiar with fufu. Um, you know, it's a dish that can be made. I wouldn't say fufu is a dish. It's, you know, it's something that you have with the protein, right? You're not just going to have grilled fish. You're not just going to have steak. You're going to have something, you know, the, the starch, if you will. Um, so it can be made from either cassava flour or corn flour. Uh, and fungi is really to Angolan cuisine what pasta is for, for Italians. You know, it's, it's ubiquitous. It's, it's uh, uh, omnipresent. Uh, we also hear words like ngiku, nguzu, you know. Uh, ngiku is the piece of wood. It's almost like a baseball bat with a flat tip uh, that you use to steer the fungi. Um, and I was speaking to Andres earlier uh, this week and he tells me that Colom in, in Colombia uh, they call it the mesedor. Uh, the other word is nguzu, you know, it's often some people might refer to pulungunza, um, you know, ngunza, pulungunzu, ngunzu. Uh, it refers to physical strength, it's, 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 it's stamina, it's, you know, just a sheer muscle power. Uh, we hear also madie, bitola, um, both are old Angolan slang from the 80s, so I can definitely relate to that slang. I don't think somebody in the, you know, in the teens today will know um, some of these words. Uh, Madie just just means dude, you know, a male guy. You know, it's particularly handy when we want to address or refer to someone that we don't know um, or someone whose name we cannot remember. So you just say, hey, Madie. Or that, my dear, right? Bitola just beers. Uh, it's, it's rarely used today, uh, and now we use most likely in street languages. Most we most likely to use birra uh, to refer to uh, you know a beer. And I'm told that in some Latin American countries like Colombia, um, you know, you guys also use some some folks also use. It's very common also to use birra to refer to um, a beer. Progresso e o Sambila, aquele amargo gosto, os trumunos, os trumunos lá da vila, o Petro e o Pimé Agosto, com os cambas lá do Rangel, faz tempo que já não saio. Quem eu mais sinto na pele, meu querido primeiro de maio? The Progresso, the Sambila, that bitter taste, the trumunu from the vila, the Petro and the first of August, with the friends from Rangel neighborhood. It's been a while since the last time I went out. The one I feel most in my skin, my beloved May 1st team. Uh, here, Paulo communicates longing. You know, he's alluding to the great derbies in Angolan soccer, involving, you know, the local iconic clubs such as Progresso from Sambizanga, also known as Sambila, um, as well as those, you know, 
between our archival powerhouses like Petro Atletico, which is my favorite club, by the way, and um, Primeiro de Agosto, or 1st of August, which is the team associated with the army. Uh, so as, you, as we heard in the intro, uh, Paulo lived in Portugal for most of his adult life. So remembering the big soccer matches is also an indirect way for an immigrant like him to remain close to home. In Paulo's case, uh, he's reminiscing his childhood team, uh, the 1st of May from Benguela, which is a city on the coast of Angola, a beautiful city uh, by the ocean. Um, and that's where his family originally hails from, or at least part, part of his family. I can't remember if it's on the father's side or on the mother's side. Um, just as a side note for you guys who are interested in, in history and, and politics and things of that nature. Uh, Sambila, you know, you heard Progresso, uh, you heard Progresso and Sambila uh, in Paulo's um, uh, singing. And Sambila is, um, that's where Progresso, the team is from. It's a, a Prog- uh, Sambila is a historical neighborhood just in the outskirts of Rwanda, you know, in the border between the, you know, the slums and, and, and the uh, urbanized, more urbanized area of Rwanda, which is Angola's capital. Uh, Sambila associated with important, you know, clandestine activities. Um, during the Liberation War for National Independence um, and other important events that actually shaped the country's political scene in the post-independence era. So, you know, you get a lot of street cred when you say, I'm from Sambila, right? People respect you um, because of the name associated with that. You know, it's, you know, it's almost like, you know, if you're a New Yorker, you say, hey, I'm from Harlem. Right? There's, 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 there's something, there's a value associated with that. Or even when you say I'm from Brooklyn, I'm from, I'm from the Bronx, um, or I'm from Compton, right? So, uh, and I'm sure almost every major city uh, in the world, uh, there is that uh, association between where you're from and how much, how people look at you, how people perceive you. So Sambila has that um, connotation and you know, street cred value, if you will. Um, it's also home to great Angolan musicians, you know, Artur Nunes, Ruben de Castro, both are regarded as, you know, undoubtedly uh, all-time legends in Angolan popular urban music. Uh, did you guys also catch the word Trumunu? Uh, Trumunu is, you know, it's in Angolan slang that we use for, um, you know, any blockbuster matchup between two heavyweights in a given sport, um, especially in soccer. Africa, oh terra querida. Africa, oh terra Angola, minha terra. Oh Africa, oh beloved motherland. Oh Africa, oh motherland Angola, my motherland. Um, the lyrics of this song, you know, they're written in in Paulo Flores classical style. You know, he's typical style is part poetry, part storytelling. Uh, he likes to play with words, he uses satire and metaphors to convey his message. Um, the lyrics of this song, um, I feel like Paulo 
threads very details about Angolan culture and Angolan way of living in general, uh, some of which I'd like to highlight uh, in this episode uh, for you guys listening. Uh, you remember how the dude shows up in the house. You know, that's actually not rare for people to show up at your house uninvited in Angola, even if it's, you know, right at lunchtime or dinner time. And you probably noticed how the guy was helping, you know, steer the funge. Um, although Angolan women take great pride in their cooking skills and in the ability to please their families with delicious food, you know, Angolan men can help in the kitchen too, with no shame and, you know, there's no stigma or feeling emasculated or anything like that. So if need be, Angolan men, um, you know, especially if your mother raised in a certain way, if you need to help your sisters, if you need to help somebody in the kitchen, hey, you do it. There's no thing, such thing as, oh no, kitchen is only for, for women, men are supposed to be away from it. Um, you know, at least the people that I know, people I grew up with, you know, most of my friends, hey, if you gotta, you know, um, uh, roll your sleeves up and, and, you know, get to work in the kitchen because, you know, that's how the, the meal will be uh, ready to eat uh, quicker or faster. Hey, you do it, right? Um, so that's the food that the guy is, is steering. That's what they're about to eat. So he's like saying, you know, I got to earn the right to be at this table or to enjoy this meal. So the key message here is that, you know, in Angola, eating or sharing the funj meal is more than just, it's more than just an exercise to fill up one stomach. It's, it's, it's above all, it's a weekly family gathering or reunion, if you will. You know, typically, as I said earlier on, uh, around the Saturday lunch, um, it starts early in the afternoon, you know, around 2 p.m., 3-ish can go, you know, till late hours in the evening or even beyond. I've been to um, lunches, family events, family gatherings that started early in the afternoon and then three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, you know, you're still there, everybody's still there. Um, you know, so it's an occasion to eat, to drink, you know, a lot of alcohol, you know, and the food is usually, because Angola is so hot, the food is usually washed down with, you know, copious amounts of ice-cold draft beer. We love draft beer in Angola, our local beer, Kuka, um, and we love it. Uh, so that's usually the best thing to wash down the funge and everything that comes, you know, with it. Uh, you know, because you can have funge with, with, you know, with fish, you can have funge with um, uh, pork, uh, sausage, you can have with, um, fish, seafood, I mean, you name it, there's several ways of, uh, several things to go. Uh, so you can think think of funge as a side dish, right? And because it's a side dish, just like rice or, or coleslaw or salad, you know, it goes well with a lot of things. So uh, this occasion is on typical on Saturday, so it's for eating, for drinking, you know, dancing, um, catching up, you know, with the latest gossip, what's going on, you know, what, what are the topics of conversation in the family, but also in society in general. Um, uh, you know, remember how the guy was, you know, he was just added to the guest list, you know, towards the end of the lyrics as the story as Paulo uh, is singing. You know, so no matter how scarce the food might be, uh, you know, physical food, tangible food in the pots, or 
on the table, you know, there's always room in our culture for one more person, you know, one more plate, you know, figuratively and literally. Um, so some of these aspects of day-to-day -day life uh, in Angola are not unique to Angola. They're also present in most, if not all, parts of the African continent. And I think that's why Paolo uh, deliberately chose the title of the song as a reference to the motherland at large, not just to Angola. Um, one thing that I want to add is that we, um, when we are Angolan immigrants outside of the, you know, outside of the motherland, which is the title of the song, uh, you know, from the dear motherland, we use the funj also to reconnect, to be back home, uh, to find ourselves um, there. So, you know, you don't have to be in Angola uh, to eat the funj. Uh, and oftentimes, um, me, you know, my friends, Angolan friends who live overseas, my relatives, Angolan relatives living overseas, you know, when you're really homesick, when you're, like, you know, when you're really homesick, you know, eating funj, whether it's uh, homemade, whether you make it yourself or you go to an auntie's house that makes it really good or you find hopefully depending on where you live, you know, if you live in Portugal for instance, you might be lucky enough to find a place and there are um, African restaurants in Portugal and Lisbon at least that I know of that make funge. So funge is to feel, to feed your body um, you know, when you're feeling homesick, when you're away from home and you just want to reconnect uh, and, you know, reset and find yourself and, you know, go back to, to who you are. Because sometimes when you're an immigrant, you kind of get lost um, between, you know, your new identity, your new life and the life uh, where you originally came from. So Funj is kind of like, you know, it's a reset. Um, eating funge, you know, the, proverbially speaking, it's a reset, it's an ability to reconnect, to find yourself again. Um, and often, as I said, when we very, very much missing home and, and, and there's nothing else that can cure that longing, one of the best things you can do is to gather a few people and uh, eat some funge, you know what I mean? Uh, finding that ability uh, that connection and you just sit somewhere and enjoy that food and in that moment you know you back home you back in the motherland you are back to the cradle of humanity and uh, there's no better feeling than that Africa, Africa, Many of us in Latin America and the Caribbean probably have memories that resemble what Paolo narrates in this song. The warmth of a meal shared with family and friends, the addition of one more unexpected plate to the table, the lack of formal invitations, the hardships, the hope, and of course, the football fanatism. In terms of music, the similarities between African cultures and cultures in Latin America and the Caribbean is more than a simple suggestion. As Paulo Flores argues in several interviews, African rhythms were brought to the Americas during the tragic centuries of the transatlantic trade of enslaved Africans. In the Americas, these rhythms were transformed, 
and the resulting new sounds eventually went back to Africa to the Matrix to influence its music. As we learn in track 6 of our second season, this is precisely the story of Caribbean Souk and its influence on Kisomba from Angola. Thank you for being here with me today. If you weren't listening, now you are. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To hear today's song or other songs featured on our Were You Listening series, check out the Were You Listening playlist, which can be found at our website, tarheels.live slash podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at mixtape.podcast, as well as Twitter and YouTube, which are easily accessed through our website. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications for our posts. Thanks for listening. This is Mixtape. <laughs>